Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How you doing folks? Another week has rolled around in the piping scene and it's been quite an interesting week. Uh, yeah, we'll say it's interesting. <laughs> There's been quite a lot of moving and shaking and little things happening here and there. And uh, yeah, we'll get into it, of course. Plus, we have our huge topic of the week this week where we're going to be talking all about the Gordon Duncan Memorial Trust. Yeah, so we get chatting to Robin Ada McKay and Gary West, of course, none other from Pipeline from BBC Radio Scotland. So looking forward to chatting to these guys on this week's pod. Uh, but yes, before we get into all of that, the topic of the week and all that stuff... Let's give you an introduction, shall we? Because, yes, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are very welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and all others besides. Yes, now don't forget, we have a huge back catalogue about now. Yeah, there isn't anything that we haven't talked about in the piping scene, I feel. So, yeah, go ahead, check out our huge back catalogue, over 200 plus episodes. There's bound to be something back there that you will enjoy. And, uh, yeah, I would recommend taking some time and going and checking out the back catalogue if you haven't already. Now, of course, again, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show, do consider clicking on subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now, uh, be it Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you're tuning in, uh, because, yeah, you'll get a notification each time that we upload a new episode, even though it's every Wednesday and everyone knows that. Uh, but, yeah, you'll get a notification to let you know that one's been uploaded and, yeah, you can Go and download it and catch it each and every week and be brought up to date with what's happening in the piping scene. Now, like every other podcast out there, yes, you've guessed it, we've got a Patreon page. Yes, I know. It's kind of that old cliche now by, by this stage. I think every podcast I listen to has a Patreon page. Uh, but yes, our own Patreon page is really quite unique. We have our weekly Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, Catch Up Service, which is a, a two-hour live radio show that we do here in Northern Ireland. And it's broadcast live every Tuesday on Fuse FM. And you guys over on Patreon can get it over there on Catch Up. So there's hundreds of episodes back there now, well over a year worth of uh, radio shows is all, all over there, so you get access to all of that. Um, plus, all all sorts of incredible things are back, like exclusive interviews, performances. Uh, pff, there's far too much to shake a stick at. So, yeah, if you would like to help support us, you can do. Go over there to Patreon, click on support. It really does help us here in the Big Rab Show. But, yeah, don't worry, you don't have to. It's not compulsory. Yeah. Now, like I said, we are the show for the piping folks, so let's get into some actual piping, shall we? Well, with each and every Big Rab show, we normally like to open the doors here with listener mail. Now, this past week, we have had some listener mail, uh, but it's mostly asking questions about the beer tent. I do think a lot of folks are getting a bit confused as to what exactly the beer tent event will be. Well, steady the ship, 
my friends, because I would think by next week we do hope to have some announcements for you as to what to expect from the Beer Tent event. We've been plugging it now for a while. We've been telling you guys to keep the event you know, free in your calendar and everything. It's coming up. And, uh, yeah, we have some announcements coming uh, as to what's going to be happening at the Beer Tent event. But, yes, in case you haven't got that date in your diary, and let's face it, you're probably all sick of hearing me talk about the Beer Tent already. But 14th of August, the same weekend that would have been the World Pipe Band Championships, 14th of August, get it into your calendar because, yeah, you're going to want to tune in online to this. Now, the number one question that we're getting which seems to be really unusual, but a lot of people want to buy tickets for it. But no, we're not selling tickets for this. It's completely free. Uh, you can just tune in and catch the crack. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, but people seem to be really confused as to why we're not selling tickets for it and actually, you know, turning a profit or donating money to charity or something like that. And perhaps we are missing a trick, I suppose. Maybe we should be selling tickets, but no, we've decided we're going to do it absolutely for free. And you guys just tune in on the 14th of August. And uh, yeah, we've got some huge, huge announcements coming up for the Beer Tent event in August dead excited for that so yeah i'm gonna shut up now because i'm gonna give the game away because i always do if i talk too long on a certain topic so beer tent 14th of august get it into your calendars that's all i'm gonna say and announcements are coming soon (laughs) so yeah i hope that uh takes care of a good lot of the listener mail that we got this week plus we did get some weekly drones we'll bring that here in, in in a minute or two uh but yes again just to encourage you if you do have any listener mail please do send them in to us bigrabshow at gmail dot com that email address again is bigrabshow at gmail dot com now we always love to get listener mail and we do our best to answer all of you uh, sometimes we do need to generalize if a lot of our emails are all on one particular topic. And I think we got like five or six emails this week all asking about Beer Tent and just what is it and where can I get tickets and uh, who's playing at it, all that sort of stuff. So announcements are coming. There's no tickets. You can tune in for free. That's happening in August. There you go. Hope that answers your questions. So get your emails in. BigRabShowGmail.com Okay. A pardon there to the headphone users. I just clapped my hands. Uh, right, let's get, <laughs> let's get into, possibly, th- this one's, I don't know, you guys on Patreon really seem to love this. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of suggestions this last while for Word of the Week, and uh, yeah, this week's Word of the Week kind of does feed into our weekly drones that we've received, so yeah, it's time for Word of the Week. <laughs> Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Returning. Ah, yes. Returning. Of course it is. Now, this does tie in with what we're going to be talking about in Weekly Drone, but we'll get to that. But first of all, to explain why we said that the word of this week is returning. Because it seems to be so many bands are returning to practice. You know, we're seeing restrictions not just here in the UK, but also around the world, beginning to lift. And bands are gradually making their way back to the band hall, or in some cases to a car park or vacant lot or something. Bands are getting back at it, and they're returning. And uh, yeah, we couldn't be more excited. We're seeing loads of updates from various bands across the country, here in Northern Ireland and in the UK, and as well as around the world. You guys are returning and the music is coming back but it's not all sunshine and roses i have to stress 
yeah, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, I have to say a massive shout out to all the bands who've been posting posting on their social media. There's too many of you to mention on this week's show. I'll maybe give a shout to some. Uh, but yeah, suffice to say, there's been loads of bands that's been heading back to practice. There's been loads of people taking selfies with their mates and stuff here. Yeah, I'm a drum corps. I've got a drum on again. And, you know, it's been great to see. So keep them coming, folks. And don't forget, send us your hashtag Big Rab Show selfies. Uh, we love to see them as well. And uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be just around the corner until we're back on the grass. Is anybody else excited for that? Or is it just me? <laughs> I think, you know, sometimes I'm recording this podcast, I'm sitting here on my own with a microphone, and I think I'm just blathering away to myself and nobody listens, but you can be rest assured, there's a lot of people out there that are so excited to get back to it, just as myself, so there you go. So yeah, returning is this week's Word of the Week. Now, it does feed into our weekly drones, and we've got two of them this week, both on the same topic, really, and uh, both of them are talking about returning. So... Yeah, I'm going to hand over to the voice of the Weekly Drone. So, Aaron, what are this week's Weekly Drones, mate? The Weekly Drone. Return to rehearsals and lack of drums. Hey there, Big Rab. Love the show. Love the drones. And love the well-modulated baritone narration of the drone. So good on you for that. I was terribly sorry to hear that you had a shortage of weekly drone material. And hearing yourself wondering if it should be a regular feature of the show or not. Not wanting you to be disheartened, I thought I should give you something to put in. My biggest gripe right now related to pipe bands, that is, is return to in-person rehearsals. Here in the States, we are enjoying the easing and lifting of COVID restrictions. And this includes the return to in-person rehearsals. My dinky little community non-competitive pipe band, but not a service band, has been back to in-person rehearsals for over a month now. We've had a good showing of pipers, with up to nine of our pipers coming out to blast through the tunes. But where are the drummers? That is the big question. Our regular drummers have gone into away from band mode, for such reasons as life is really busy right now, and I have a baby on the way. Which sound like valid reasons, but... When does life slow down except for when you die? So we have had to re-recruit one of our snare drummers who left us a couple of years ago, but is glad to come back under new leadership. We have a guy who has played pipes for us before now taking up the bass drum. We had an excellent snare drummer a couple of years ago, but he left when he wasn't getting his way with the band not a team player. So now, if we have everyone come out to our July 4th parade, we will have up to 12 pipers accompanied by one snare and one bass. It's better than no drums at all, but it brings me to my gripe. Why is it so hard to get a decent drummer? We even provide the instrument, the carrier and the sticks for our drummers. 
whereas the pipers buy their own instrument, of course. Is this becoming a worldwide phenomenon? Or is it just a drummer shortage for dinky non-competitive bands? Thanks for listening. The Weekly Drone Hmm, interesting thoughts there for our first Weekly Drone this week. And I have to say, this seems to be a problem. A shortage of drummers, which is unique to the United States. I I don't know that we experience such a problem here in the UK. Now, I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket, but that's been my experience over the years, that it seems to be quite a common complaint for bands in the US to have great difficulty in finding drummers. Now, here in Northern Ireland, you can throw a stone and you'll hit a drummer. Uh, There's so many drummers, in fact, I'm one of them. Uh, (laughs) You know, there's any amount of amazing drummers and drum corps, for that matter, here in Northern Ireland. And... I'm sure over in Scotland and the rest of the UK as well, you're tripping over drummers. So, yeah, I think it's something here that's quite unique to Northern Ireland and the UK in general, that we do have a lot of rhythmical people and, yeah, prefer to lift the sticks than the actual pipes. So it's quite an interesting debate. And uh, one I'm sure that will continue. I dare say we'll get more weekly drones on this. But, yeah, I hope you do manage to solve your drummer problem. Um, If anything, you could take advantage of our Big Rab Show matchmaking service. You know what I mean? I'll just throw that out there. If you are looking for drummers, uh, then certainly let us know the details of your bands. Of course, you've done this through Weekly Drones, so we've no idea who you are or who your band is. Uh, but, yeah, if you do feel so inclined, you can take advantage of our matchmaking service. And, uh, yeah, we will hopefully get you some drummers. Yeah. So there you go. That's our Weekly Drone number one, talking about returning and all the rest and the lack of drummers. But uh, we don't just have one Weekly Drone this week. Aaron, I believe we have another Weekly Drone this week, don't we? The Weekly Drone. Returning to band practice. As we all begin returning to in-person band practices, I think some folks need to hear a brutal truth. Showing up unprepared is rude and a waste of everyone's time. My band has people showing up to rehearsals, or even small public performances, who have missed every single virtual session and ignored all of the homework assigned by the PM for the last year and a half. They're out of playing shape with poorly maintained instruments and unaware of any changes to sets that were practiced virtually or via correspondence by everyone who has been maintaining their art throughout this pandemic. If this is you, please take a moment to run through the rudiments, do some maintenance, and confirm all the music is as you think it is before showing up somewhere to play with a group, or worse, for an audience. The Weakling Drone Mm, Some quite strong thoughts there for our second weekly drone this week, and I think we'll leave it there. (laughs) No more drones this week, Aaron, thank you. Uh, But yes, a valid point that we're hearing a lot of, that bands are heading back to practice, and they're finding that standards have definitely slipped. And uh, of course, people haven't been playing at home or practicing for well over a year now. So we have expected standards to drop, but in some cases... 
we've heard bands having to go back to scratch and actually just start learning tunes all over again that they may well have been playing for years. So, yes, I have to agree, there pretty much is no excuse for landing down to a performance absolutely underprepared and, uh, you know, having missed every virtual practice and that going and then land to a gig, then that's, of course, that's unforgivable. I would, yeah, completely agree with that. However, band practice... Yeah, again, it is kind of just rude to land there and uh, not have everything working. You know, for example, say your pipes aren't airtight, they're not behaving themselves and all that. You know, of course, we experience that at home, but to actually bring that to a practice, it kind of throws the brakes on what the band has to do because everyone has to stop and kind of do maintenance and instead of actual playing. So, yeah, I completely understand our weekly droner, and we have received a lot of kind of Different emails and comments and stuff on our social media kind of echoing the same thing, that a lot of folks out there are just really struggling with the returning element of it, you know? So, uh, yeah, our advice is here on The Big Rab Show is do all of your prep work at home. Realize that you haven't been playing for over a year or so. Maybe you haven't lifted the sticks in months or you haven't, you know, lifted those pipes out of the box uh, since August 2019. <laughs> and in some cases, I'm not joking, that's, that has happened. <laughs> so I do know there's a lot of pipers out there that are frantically changing rigs, they're rehemping drones, they're in fact changing bags, moisture control systems, all sorts just doing all of the maintenance that should have been done over the years uh, that we haven't played and uh, now hoping to return to practice prepared. And uh, there you go. I would wish you all luck, folks. And like I said, it will take us a while. We're not going to hit the ground running here. Uh, You know, so it will take a period of time of rebuilding, I suppose. So, uh, yeah, as much as our word of the week this week is returning It should also be rebuilding because that's exactly what we're doing. Rebuilding our standard of quality of playing as well as our confidence as well. And let's face it, having functioning instruments could be another issue. Exactly. So there you go. That is our two weekly drones and uh, both on the topic of returning. I have to say, if you guys out there are returning to practice and you've faced any issues in that yourselves, then we definitely want to hear from you uh, because this could be a future topic of the week where we will be talking about the difficulties faced uh, by players and bands around the world uh, returning to pr- plan again and practice and the anxieties behind all of that and just where is your standard right now? You know, you could well have been playing at a grade one level and now you're finding that you can barely squeak your way through a 4-4. So, yeah, let us know. Our email address again, as always, is bigrabshow at gmail.com or you can do like our last two guys did there on Weekly Drone. Uh, it's just www.thebigrabshow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. It's completely anonymous and uh, like you heard it there, you, yeah, you can complain warts and all. Exactly. So thank you very much to our Weekly Droners. Much appreciated. It's great to see that feature actually returning to the show. It's been a wee while since we've had Weekly Drones, so yeah, it's brilliant to see it return. So yeah, get your Weekly Drones into us, folks. Warts and all, we'd always like to bring them here to the show. Indeed. Alrighty, now, at this point, I do want to kind of point you in the direction of an ongoing promotion of ours that we've been kind of plugging this last while, of course, for the Piper's Dojo. Now, the reason why we're mentioning it again on this week's show is because, yeah, Andrew Douglas's brand new book is actually out next weekend. Fourth of July is just around the corner, 
Um, so yeah, if you do want to take advantage of the pre-order, there's a link now on our website, bigrabshow.com forward slash dojo, where you can go and pre-order Andrew's book. And he has promised to sign every copy. And uh, yeah, you guys know we've had Andrew on the show before and chatted all about the, the book and everything. And uh, yeah, you can go back and listen to that episode. We kind of dissect everything about why you really need this book in your life. <laughs> so go and check that episode out. It's really quite cool. But also go and check out our promotion with the Piper's Dojo. And uh, yeah, as well as offering the book, we're also offering the Bagpipe Freedom Process. Indeed, and it's absolutely for free. But um, I think I'll let the promo do the talking. Do you ever feel frustrated or stuck with your piping? Despite your huge investment of time, energy, money and passion, you thought you'd be further along by now. But you're struggling. Month after month, year after year to progress. Every piper deserves the feeling of true creative freedom. Every time they pick up their pipes... So why hasn't this happened for you? Why are you still stuck? At the Piper's Dojo, they've developed a step-by-step methodology called the Bagpipe Freedom Process that's proven to offer real solutions to get unstuck with your piping. For Big Rab Show listeners who'd like to try this process, we'd like to offer the Bagpipe Freedom Blueprint online course 100% free. The course is catered to your own individual strengths and weaknesses and offers a clear game plan to break free from bagpipe captivity. Whether your instrument just won't cooperate with you or your fingers are holding you back, clear-cut solutions lie ahead. To enrol in the Bagpipe Freedom Blueprint for free, simply visit dojouniversity.com forward slash bigrab or thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo today. Yes, indeed. BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo. That's where you go. And like I said, that offer is totally for free. Go and take advantage of it now. It's tailor-made, which is a huge selling point. So, yeah, you have like a a meeting at the start and you discuss your own playing and all the rest and your goals and all of that. And then they do their best to tailor their program to kind of help you in your playing and let you get unstuck. So I can't recommend it enough, especially like, like we've been talking about, bands returning and folks finding that perhaps their fingers aren't moving the way they should, or you know they're struggling with learning sets or whatever. So yeah, go and check that out. BigRabShow.com forward slash dojo, and uh, yeah, take advantage of that offer when it's there. And also, don't forget to pre-order the book because, like I said, out next week, Fourth of July is uh, the date it actually drops. So get it pre-ordered now, and you'll get uh, I think pre-order copies get uh, access to the audiobook version for free. And I think you also get a signed copy whenever it releases on the 4th. So there you go. Alrighty. Let's get into some actual bagpiping news, shall we? Now, of course, a couple of podcasts ago, uh, we were mentioning all about Piping Live and everything. And of course, we had Finley McDonald on and he was chatting to us all about the Piping Live Festival. Well, just this past week, the guys at Piping Live announced something really quite amazing. And we really want to highlight it. Piping Live... We're delighted to announce a brand new ticket offer for schools, not just in the UK, but around the world. Yes, yeah, so if you are involved in a school, if you're a tutor or even if you're a pupil, 
maybe go and check this out. So go to pipeandlive.co.uk. There's full details up here where they're offering half-price tickets for the entire festival. Now, normally tickets for the whole week would be 50 quid. And we've been plugging this like crazy, telling you guys this is a stupid price. 50 quid for an entire week-long program of Pipe and Live is insane. It works out like a fiver a day. It's mad. So you're going to get so much piping for your money. But schools get a get 50% off. So tickets are 25 quid for the whole festival, which is ridiculous. Now, you have until Wednesday the 30th to apply for your school discounted ticket. So all information is up there now on the Pipe and Live website. I have to say this is insane that's so good to be able to offer this to schools not just locally here in the uk but also around the world it's it's available internationally so yeah if you do plan on sharing some of the pipe and live events with either your pupils in your school or maybe you are a pupil in a school and you think that perhaps yeah they might be able to take advantage of this 50 percent discount on their early bird ticket it's, it's ridiculous. So you're talking all about all the concerts, all the competitions, the recitals, the talks, the book launches, everything. The whole whack, 25 quid for the week. Are you serious right now? That's for nothing. So yeah, shout out to the guys at Pipe and Live. This is incredible and such a great idea to introduce a lot of young folk to Pipe and Live Festival. And yeah, just bring so much great pipe and action to a young generation. It's, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Now, you can email them, of course, if you are interested in getting the information, but it's available on their website, of course, pipeandlive.co.uk. But, um, yeah, you can email them, contact at pipeandlive.co.uk, and, yeah, you have to tell them about your school, the number of passes that you will require, all that sort of stuff, and, uh, yeah, 50% discount on the early bird ticket, which even at that £50 price is ridiculous. So, yeah, full terms, conditions, all of that stuff on the Piping Live website now. I really just wanted to get that into the start of the Piping News because I thought that was such a huge story and a massive, massive offer that, yeah, a lot of folk, especially internationally, can take advantage of. So there you go. Alrighty, I just wanted to work that in there right at the beginning. So, I have to mention that the Nickel Brown Amateur Invitational Competition has announced that it will be held virtually online in October. And apparently the prizes of the competition will be announced on the 9th of October. So this competition obviously, you know, we've been talking about it over this last number of years. It invites 10 amateur pipers. Each, you know, that are nominated by the North American Home Associations, they receive their invitation and they compete online in this case. So it's not going to be held in person anymore, well this year anyway, and uh, yeah, it will be online and we're hoping that'll be all through in October and we'll get our results on the 9th. So for more information of course you can go and check out bagpipe.news, they have the full story up there now. I think they've actually announced the judges for it there just recently, whenever I hit record here. Uh, I think it's Roddy McLeod, Nick Hudson, and Bob Worrell, and Jenny Hazard, I think. Yeah, there you go. I think if I've read that right, yeah. So go and check it out. There is information available now. Go and check your local piping association, uh, Yuspaba Waspaba, and uh, yeah, Nickel Brown online for 2021. There you are. <laughs> I just wanted to mention it. Now, I'll have to give a special mention this week, actually, to the Midwest Pipe Band Association. Go on, Mwapaba. Yeah, and oh, here's something. I didn't get slagged off for last week's podcast. Remember I was talking about the Wisconsin Highland Games and how they're going to be happening on September 4th? Well, the the entry for them is actually open now. But I, 
absolutely could not pronounce the name of the place where it was being held. Uh, Wickershaw. Wick- I still can't pronounce it, uh, but I got absolutely no emails slagging me off. So, hey, I must have either done it right or, I don't know, nobody just emailed in. So there you go. September 4th, Wisconsin Highland Games. Entries are open for it now. So, yeah, they're, uh, go and get your entries in there for solos and for bands as well. I think as, as far as I'm aware. And the Chicago Highland Games as well, which is going to be a solo event only. That's going to be held on August the 7th. So not for bands, unfortunately, but yeah, solos only. And also, I've been kind of made aware of another competition that's going to be happening with the Midwest Pipe Band Association. And this is happening on September the 18th. It's called Scott Fest. You guys heard about this? I've only just kind of come across it myself. So this is a Grade 5 American Pipe Band Championship and all amateur solos and grade 5 bands are to take part. This is going to be held in a place called Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. So, fantastic. So, Scott Fest. Yeah, go and check out the details for this thing. This looks incredible because there's all sorts of amazing prize money on offer of well over a thousand plus dollars for first place and second and third. Yeah, there's money involved with this. Like absolutely brilliant. I'm fascinated to learn more about this. So Scott Fest, September the 18th. I'm going to be keeping close tabs on this. A Grade Five competition for American pipe bands. Yeah, I'm going to be keeping tabs on that one. That's going to be all sorts of interesting. So there you go. Of course, for more information, go to mwpba.org for all your information on how to get your entries in. But just wanted to give those three events there: the Wisconsin Highland Games, Chicago Highland Games, which is a solo event only. And Scott Fest, which is coming up. So there you go. Interesting stuff. Now, you may well want to know what's happening locally here in Northern Ireland, of course, with the three events that we have coming up in Antrim, Cookstown and Bangor. Well, so far, we have no news about Antrim and Bangor, but we have more news coming through about Cookstown around playing requirements, gradings and such like that and all yeah, it's available on the RSPBA Northern Ireland website. I think it's been sent out to all band secretaries as well. So, yeah, if you are in a band here in Northern Ireland and you do plan on playing at the Cookstown Solos this year, which is the only competitive piping sanctioned event here in Northern Ireland for 2021, then, uh, yeah, go and give your band secretary a shake and say, hereby, go and check your email because I want to know about this contest. Uh, so... <laughs> So go and check that out. The Cookstown solo details are up there now. And uh, yeah, you can go check out your plan requirements. And as well as all the safety measures as well. I did mention that in last week's podcast. The safety measures uh, have to be read by everyone and have to be adhered to by everyone to try and keep everyone safe and well. And it's really quite interesting as well how they're managing to achieve it. So yeah, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. So go and check that out. It's up on the RSPBA Northern Ireland website. And uh, yeah, worth reading. Worth reading. All right, I have to give a huge shout this week to good friends of the show, Rhythm and Real. Rhythm and Real have a brand new single going to be coming out called Holding Out for Freedom, which is kind of apt at the moment, which is going to be released on the 25th of June. There you are. And they also have a forthcoming album of the same title, which will be released later in the year on the 16th of July. So for those of you who are fans of Rhythm and Real, we've had them on the show before. We've chatted away to them about previous work that they've been at. So, yeah, clearly over lockdown, these guys have been busy in the studio. And, uh, yeah, brand new single coming out 25th of June. And that's Holding Out for Freedom. And I think that we all are holding out for freedom at the moment. 
<laughs> and yeah, looking forward to the forthcoming album as well on the 16th of July. So yeah, shout out to Rhythm and Real. Just wanted to give you a shameless plug there. So yeah, for any fans of Rhythm and Real, go and check out their social media. They have all their links up there. It's, of course, you can have rhythmandreal.co.uk is their website. That's all I really wanted. To, plus they have gigs coming up on that as well. I could just chat forever about what's going on with those guys, but it's great to see them so busy. And the brand new single going to be dropping very, very soon. So this is what, the 23rd when I'm recording this? So a couple of days, actually. Yeah, 25th of June. Go and check that out. Holding out for freedom. Looking forward to that. Alrighty. Another little news story passed my desk this past week. And I have to give a massive shout to the Hawthorne Pipe Band. Go on, Hawthorne! Yoo-hoo. Yep. Now, why am I mentioning Hawthorne? Well... Yeah, we were talking about an upcoming concert of theirs that was going to be held as part of the Melbourne Tartan Festival. Well, it's been rescheduled. Yeah, which is not great news, I have to say, but hey, it's been rescheduled for the right reasons, for public safety and all the rest. So yeah, the Hawthorne Pipe Band concert called Legacy will now be held on the 30th of October. And yeah, you guessed it, tickets are available online at melbournetartanfestival.com.au. So yeah, apparently it's due to ongoing COVID restrictions in the Melbourne area. And uh, yeah, that the whole thing had to be rescheduled again. Uh, to the 30th of October. So, yeah, they've apologised to everyone for the inconvenience, but they have said that if you already have tickets, keep a hold of them, uh, because they will be honoured, of course. Uh, 30th of October, Hawthorne, Pipe Band, hitting the stage as part of their Legacy concert. I'm really looking forward to that, actually. Shout out to Hawthorne. Awesome stuff. Okay, now, I also have to give a mention, a pretty big shout this week, actually, to a good friend of the show, Linda's Personalised Flashes. Go on, Linda! Now, the reason we're giving Linda a big shout on the podcast this week is because she actually just posted on her social media just last week all sorts of examples of uh, the flashes that she has been furiously producing over lockdown, including ones for St. Lawrence Atul, for Drums and Roses. Ah, come on, there's loads. So, yeah, go and check it out. Linda's personalised flashes, uh, where she does all sorts of bespoke kind of printing and embroidery things for flashes for bands. And they're, they look amazing. And yeah, ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, we've had some personal flashes made ourselves and we've sent them on to good friends of ours there over in Chanderant. Hashtag one of the six. Uh, so we sent them some yellow flashes in the mail as a bit of a, a yeah, a bit of a present. Because we know those guys love yellow flashes. Uh, but yeah, go and check out Linda's personalised flashes. They're really quite awesome. And uh, yeah, some of the ones that she's created for the band's folk, now, honestly, are absolutely brilliant. So yeah, shout out to Linda's personalised flashes. Seriously good, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. And also, a good shout as well, seeing how we're shouting out our friends, a good uh, shout out to the Flux Blowpipe, of course. They ran a bit of a giveaway over their social media account over this past few weeks, and they've just announced their winner. So, yeah, if you did enter the Flux Blowpipe giveaway, then go and check out the social media, because you could well have won. Yeah, So, go and check that out. By way of a shameless plug, because you may well be the proud owner of a brand new Flux blowpipe. There you are. Okay, moving on. I have to give a mention this week to Pipes Drums. Yes, I seem to mention them every week. But PipesDrums.com have been running a little bit of an interesting panel conversation as part of Pride Month. So this includes uh, Leilani Lucas, Rebecca Mayer and Trevor Takahashi and... Loreno Thomas, I don't know, I'm going to start butchering names now, and then I'm going to get stuff that Rab got wrong. 
But yeah, they talk all about the brand new City of Angels pipe band and everything and the ethos behind it and everything. And of course, they talk all about LGBTQ plus and, you know, the implications for that in the pipe band world and everything's quite an interesting discussion. So go and have a listen to that. Of course, the videos are up on Pipes Drums YouTube channel. You can go and watch the conversation. I think part two actually just dropped today, I think. Yeah, 23rd. Um, so, yeah, go and check that out. Part 1 and Part 2 are available now on Pipes Drums' uh, YouTube channel. So go and watch that and listen at your leisure. There you are. Okay, the British Drum Company are at it again. They're at it again. Yeah, British Drum Co. sometimes uh, are absolute dirtbags because they release photographs of drums that just... They just make me dribble. They're absolutely crazy, the finishes that they put on these drums, man. And, yeah, I have been guilty of pouring over the British Drum Co. Instagram and just slobbering over the photos of their amazing drums, I have to be honest. So, yeah, British Drum Company have done it again. They have released a brand new finish available for 2021, and they're calling them the Merlins. Yeah, for their axial snare line, of course, for pipe bands and marching bands, the axial line has a brand new finish called the Merlin. And seriously, seriously, they're available in scarlet, marine, and in an original Merlin finish. Now, these are ridiculous, okay? British Drum Co., knock it off. Stop it. I'm looking at a photo of these right now and I, I want one. I want one right now. Especially the red one, the scarlet one. Oh, God, that looks amazing. Do you know, I would love to see a band kit it out with these Merlins. That would look sweet. Now, so far, we've only seen the snare drums. We haven't seen the tenors or bass with the Merlin finish. would love to see that from British Drum Co. But seriously, British Drum Co., knock it off. They're ridiculous. <laughs> It's so good. So, yeah, the Merlin finish now available for 2021. Do yourself a favour, drummers. Go and have a look at the British Drum Co. uh, Instagram or their social media where they've been talking about these new Merlin drums. Oh, oh my word. They're simply breathtaking. So, yeah. I don't know. I've wasted way too many hours slobbering over these pictures and just thinking to myself, these are incredible. Yeah, there you go. Okay, now I have to say that there is a little bit of a football tournament happening here in Europe, or should I say soccer, for our American listeners. Yes, and we're in the middle of what we affectionately know as the Euros, the European Football Championship, where international teams compete in the old football. And um, yeah, Scotland have been involved, and England, and not Northern Ireland, I think Wales are in there. Yeah, and... uh, But yes, Scotland fans have really been enjoying themselves this last while with hundreds of piping videos being posted of lots of fans, you know, piping outside their front door, out in their their main street, wearing all their Scotland jerseys and stuff. And um, yeah, the amount of times we've been sent this video, it's kind of insane. Now, this was sent to us on June the 19th when Scotland were playing England and it was quite a huge game for Scotland. And it was a big bunch of Scotland fans in a bar. And this guy decided to lift his pipes. Now, he lifted his pipes and started playing. And, of course, the crowd started singing along. But then something happened. I'll just let you listen to the audio of this. (laughs) 
Yes. As you can imagine, he decided to stand on a chair and start playing on a chair. So initially the crowd gave him a cheer as if to say, oh, hey. And then it was like, oh, because he took a nosedive. And I mean a proper, proper nosedive face first. And he had no way to stop himself from falling. Uh, he didn't put his hands up to defend himself. So face met floor. And his bagpipes also took an incredible smack off a table that was right next to him. And uh, I don't know who I feel more sorry for. The piper or the pipes. <laughs> uh, the video ends very abruptly. Because obviously whoever was filming him piping him clearly stopped filming and went to help him up uh, but I really hope he was okay so if anyone out there knows who this piper was I have no idea who he is <laughs> but we've been sent this video clip I don't know how many times now it's been insane it's been viral everywhere for this poor guy so if you do know who this poor fellow was who was piping in that bar for the football and he ended up face first into the barroom floor and his pipes probably lying in bits yeah, send him the details and let him know that we're asking about him and hope that he's safe and well. I really hope he didn't actually break his nose or something horrific like that. Terrible. So, yeah, he hit the ground so hard and it felt so bad for him, yeah. So that's terrible. Anyway, it kind of does bring me on to a common question that we do ask most guests that come on the show. What has been your most embarrassing moment in piping him? No doubt that guy will remember that nosedive off that chair. For years to come. And we want to know your most embarrassing moment. Indeed, yes. Now, not only do we ask our guests to come on the show, but we want to ask you guys, the listeners of The Big Rab Show, we want you to tell us your stories. The most embarrassing moment you've ever faced while playing. Yes, or as a result of playing or whatever. We want to know your embarrassing stories. Yeah, and who knows, we may well present them all as a future show here on the Big Rab Show podcast as a feature episode, uh, The Most Embarrassing Moments. So get them into us, folks, and uh, yeah, title your email, My Embarrassing Moment. So our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your stories and yeah, cringe along with you. Hmm, poor guy. All right, moving on. I have to give a shout this week to Port Lathan and District, who uh, published all sorts of incredible photos of the boys and girls all piping outside in the cold. Uh, but it was great to see everyone all socially distant, all with big jackets on and stuff, all freezing. But yeah, they had an outdoor practice all the same. So shout out to Port Lathan and District, who are gathering up again to practice. It was just brilliant to see them all back in action again. Yeah, and also I have to give a mention as well to the guys at Black Raven. Black Raven Pipe Band were also back at practice this past week and it was just awesome to see the guys back at practice and having a good tune again. Now they also posted on their social media that they're actively recruiting as well. So if you are interested in lifting the sticks or indeed the chanter with the guys of Black Raven Pipe Band then perhaps now's your opportunity, go and give them a shout because yes, they're actively recruiting right now. There you are. Now, last week, you may well be aware that, yes, of course, we did talk all about Piping Live with Finlay and McDonald. And uh, you do know that on this week's podcast, we're going to be talking to Gary West, who is the presenter of the Pipeline show on BBC Radio Scotland. Well, Gary actually had a bit of a feature on his BBC show 
all about piping live as well. And he talked about all brand new music collaborations for artists like Trist and Canaris. So go and check that out. The piping live uh, show that was on the BBC this past week was really quite interesting. Gary had quite a really cool show. I didn't get an opportunity to ask him about it this week because, of course, we're talking all about the Gordon Duncan Memorial Trust. So, yeah, that's all to come, indeed. All right, swiftly moving on. There's been so much piping news, man. It's hard to keep up sometimes. I have to give a mention this week, of course, to Waken District Pipe Bands. Now, Waken District, as you guys know, sometimes they really knock it out of the park when it comes to social media. And they've been designing all sorts of a new merch and stuff, which just looks ridiculous. Uh, I think it's called Band Ready, with all new logos and stuff. It's just brilliant. Waken District, knock it off. You're the same as the British Drum Company. You're constantly turning stuff out, which is just awesome. So, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Of course, it's just brilliant to see. So, shout out to Wake. Waken District, absolutely, that's been fantastic. Now, the reason I'm giving them a shout this week on the podcast is because they've put out something called a Piper's Prayer. And... Man, oh man, did this ring true for a lot of people. And yeah, we shared it on our social media, of course, the Rab Show Facebook page. And it kind of went a bit viral. A lot of you guys out there really, really loved it. So I have to mention it this week. I will read you the Piper's Prayer. (laughs) May my pipes be a gift I will lift to the Lord. May grace note of praise in every lyric and chord. May my tune be a prayer of renewal and light. May my tune be a beacon which shines through the night. And even when loss and grief comes along, I'll have faith in the Lord and play him a tune. Oh, what? That's amazing. The Piper's Prayer. I've no idea who composed it or who wrote it. Uh, No idea, but I love it. The Piper's Prayer. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so shout out to Waken District. That was, yeah, very, very enjoyable. (laughs) Shout out to you guys. That was awesome. Now, for anyone out there who would be interested in working in the Piper's Tryst, which is the restaurant which is just on the side of the National Piping Centre, just wanted to briefly mention, if you do fancy going to work in the restaurant, they do have opportunities. They are actually looking for chefs. Yeah. Now, of course, previous experience would be nice, but you don't have to have it. But you can check out full details, of course, if you want to work in the restaurant next to the National Piping Centre. Yeah, full details are available now on the National Piping Centre website. There you go, if you fancy being a chef in the restaurant. Yeah. Okay, I have to give a mention to Drums and Roses this week, good friends of the show, and they put it up on their social media uh, just a couple of days ago, actually, where they were talking about the restrictions in Scotland. Apparently, the wedding guidance and the restrictions from the 19th of July, Scotland will move to level zero. Yeah, which means that no masks for the bridal party, no masks for folk attending the event, physical distancing, no longer a thing, all of that sort of stuff. And then apparently it'll move beyond level zero from the 9th of August, which will be wedding normality for everyone. So, yes, there are certain restrictions in places for weddings from the 19th onwards. Uh, and then from the 28th, it changes again. But then, of course, from the 9th of August, weddings return completely to normal. And they want to know if you have a wedding coming up and you fancy booking Drums and Roses, now's the time. Because they're now accepting bookings, of course, because, yeah, they can hit the stage and thump out the tunes for your wedding. So there you are. If you are interested, go and check them out. The guys at Drums and Roses have told you 
what all the restrictions are and the dates etc and yeah maybe your wedding falls into that there you go okay uh speaking of which i have to give a mention this week to the ulster scots agency here in northern ireland there is funding opportunities available for events and you know community events and things like that there's funding available if you are planning a community event, a band event, there's small grant applications, there's large grant applications, and they all have to be with the agency by the 1st of July. For more information, of course, go to the Ulster Scots Agency website. Perhaps your band has, I don't know, perhaps a fundraising thing that they want to do for local community and all the rest. I don't know. But suffice to say, I dare say there'll be a lot of Ulster Scots uh you know, funding and availability available to you if you do want to kind of dig into that and perhaps it may well help some bands around there in the Northern Ireland. So go and check that out, ulsterscotchagency.com for more details on their funding that's available and how you can send in your application. So I'm just going to plant that little acorn and run away. Indeed. (laughs) Now, I have to give a shout out, of course, to Isla Stout, Bradley Parker, uh, Cam Brown. There's been so many Piper's just this past week, who all graduated from the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland with their degrees in piping. I have to say, congratulations to all of you. A huge round of applause because, and yeah, all of you guys have been posting your results online, of course, saying that you've either passed with honours, first or second class, and your Bachelor of Music and Traditional Music with piping. So, congratulations to all of you guys who've done so. Yeah, that. Uh, dead excited for you. So, congratulations, and yeah, a bright future ahead of you all, I am sure. Indeed. Moving on, another news story, Scarivore. For those fans of Scarivore, of course, you know that the guys have a brand new single coming out on July 2nd. It's going to be called Together Again. Now, they've been doing a little bit of press for this, of course, all around Scotland. They were chatting recently on Clyde Radio on The Breakfast Show, talking all about the brand new single called Together Again. And uh, yeah, for more information, go and check out Scarivore's social media. They've been uploading little clips and stuff. Do yourself a favour, any favor, any fans of Scarivore, go and have a listen to it. It's an absolute cracker if you can find the little clips of it and stuff. But yeah, it'll be released on July 2nd. Brand new single called Together Again. And that's a shout for any Scarivore fan out there. All right. Now, I have to give a mention this week to the RSPBA themselves. Yes, our good friends there in headquarters. They put out quite an interesting story on their social media, which generated quite a lot of interest. I'll read this verbatim and we'll see what happens. It says, Can we help with this inquiry? Please respond to Johnny if you have the oldest piper in your band. Thanks. And then it goes on to say, which is a pretty much a copy and paste from the message that we got from Johnny. It said, Dear Sir or Madam, I hope this email finds you well. I am a journalist at the Scottish Daily Mail. I'm searching for the UK's or Scotland's oldest bagpiper. Would you be able to point me in the right direction? And then he gives an email address and he says, Thanks, Johnny. Now, this raised so many questions out there that we couldn't answer them all. Like, what classes as being the oldest piper? Uh, do you have to be an active player? Do you have to be a competitive player? Do you you have to be able to play at all, you know, or do you just have to be like an honorary member of your band? Because we do know a lot of people out there who are in their hundreds and are still signed with bands but are not active players. So, yeah, it raised a bit of a debate. Who would be the the oldest piper in the UK? 
Interesting. Very interesting indeed. And if anything, ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we were scratching our head thinking, here was a journalist from the Scottish Daily Mail asking a question of RSPBA, and they immediately came out on their social media and asked for assistance. And ourselves in the Big Rab Show have been asking questions now of RSPBA since 2019, and we have yet to receive a response to any of our emails. Any of them. So, to Johnny, the journalist from the Scottish Daily Mail, congratulations, you've received assistance from RSPBA, and I wish you well in your story. Uh, But as for ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, we remain unanswered. So if you do have a secret contact email address that you perhaps emailed, Send it across to us. We would love to know. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, I have to mention there's been a little bit of chat online. Now, I did mention the Euros and the football and the soccer and everything. We are aware that Glasgow Green in Glasgow has been used as what's called a fan zone. Now, they have set up a huge big stage and they have hundreds of tables like picnic tables and all sorts of bars where Scotland fans can actually go and drink in the outdoors uh, in Glasgow Green and then watch the game all on a huge big screen. Now, we have seen the footage, of course, and all of the local news and everything of this fan zone. And uh, there isn't much in the way of social distancing going on. There's no masks being employed. There's a lot of drinking and arms around each other and singing and chanting. And the tables are mostly used for standing on and dancing on. Uh, So, yes, fair play to the Scotland fans. We're all for it. We think it's absolutely fantastic. But it did kind of raise our eyebrows thinking, well, they were able to hold... Such a large-scale thing as a fan zone for possibly thousands of, uh, hundreds and thousands of um, Scotland fans. Then the cancellation of the Worlds, you know, which is also held in Glasgow Green. Um, Just going to drop that little nugget out there. Uh, Of course, a good friend of the show, of course, Mr. Scott Curry. uh, He was also talking about this on his social media, which is quite interesting as well. So you can go and read that as your leisure. Uh, Scott was actually querying this as well. A number of our listeners had raised this, of course, by comments and such on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty valid question. You know, of course, the cancellation of the world has been cancelled now for quite a number of months. We've been knowing about it for a while. But the question remains is, Was it cancelled prematurely? We're starting to see the easing of restrictions and we've been talking about bands returning. So would we have been ready for a world championship had we been able to open the gates? Hmm, it's an interesting debate, you know? I don't know, but I would love to know your guys' opinion on that one. A big rab show at gmail.com and we'll talk about it on the future podcast. Do you think we would have been ready for a world had we not had cancelled it? Hmm. Oh, don't forget our 10% off at scottcurrylimited.com. <laughs> Do you like the way I worked that in there? Don't forget, use our promo code BigRabShow10 and you'll get 10% off at Scott Curry's website. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, moving on. I have to give a shout this week to Project Smoke. Of course, Ali Levac's band. They have announced something really quite special for you drinkers out there. Yeah, we're not talking about music here. The guys of Project Smoke have released a limited edition Whiskey. Whiskey! Yeah, this is called We Smoky. <laughs> Which is brilliant. They have a website and everything, of course. So it's a limited edition whiskey from the guys of Project Smoke. Apparently, there's only five, 550 bottles available. 
Oh, so if you want to get yours, you have to jump at it and go and grab your limited edition Project Smoke whiskey right now. Go to the website, wesmoky.com. That's S-M-O-K-Y dot com. So wesmoky.com. Go and get your limited edition whiskey. I think it's a cracking idea. <laughs> the limited edition whiskey. What? So yeah, go and check that out. Yeah, for you whiskey fans and for Project Smock fans, go and listen. And yeah, go and grab your whiskey. There you go. Alright, before we finish the piping news this week, I have to give a huge mention to the Vale of Athol pipe band who've really been furiously busy over there on YouTube. Yes, now I have to say their YouTube channel has really quite lifted off this last while and we have spoken about, of course, they released that set recently of their Galatian jigs and everything that the band put together. But um, go and have a watch at it. The Vale of Athol YouTube channel is really quite interesting and one definitely for piping fans that you should check out. So go on into YouTube Type in Vale of Athol Pipe Band, you'll find it, their YouTube channel, and consider dropping a subscription on there because, yeah, the guys have said themselves that they're going to be churning out more videos in the future of possibly brand new music. So, yeah, shout out to the guys at the Vale of Athol. Looking forward to more stuff there on your YouTube channel. That exciting stuff. Alrighty. Well, that's it for the piping news this week. It's been quite a lot to cram in. As you can appreciate, plus we have a huge topic of the week to bring you this week. Quite an interesting conversation all about the Gordon Duncan Memorial Trust. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to chatting to Robin and to Gary. Quite an awesome episode in front of us here with the topic of the weeks. But yeah, you guessed it. It's that time of the week. It's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company. As a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. LoneStarPiper.com your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gallic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. McClellan Bagpipes, from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan. 
From Euston, Scotland, they adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Hello, this is Scott Wood, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time, I have to say, the cup of tea. Same as every week, always goes down a treat, man. Yeah. So, this week, as you guessed by the title, we get chatting to Robin, Ada McKay, and Gary West. Now, these guys know a lot about the Gordon Duncan Memorial Trust, especially Gary. He's actually vice chair of the trust. So, for those of you who don't know who Robin, Ada McKay is, we've had Robin on the show many times before. Of course, Piper with St. Lawrence Atul, but also... Quite an awesome solo piper in her own right, and uh, has been jet-setting around the world this last while uh, with her music. So we've also, yeah, this is the first time we actually get chatting to Gary, uh, Gary West on the show. And he's, the, of course, uh, vice chair of the Trust, like I've just mentioned. But he's also a lecturer, a musician in his own right, and a presenter on BBC Radio Scotland's Pipeline show. So it's awesome to get catching up with Gary and Robin, for that matter, and hearing all about the incredible work of the Gordon Duncan memorial trust so for more information of course we're going to talk all about the website and stuff and you guys should go and check that out at your leisure uh but um that's where you get it all so gordonduncan.co.uk full information of the trust is all up there now but yeah why take it from me let's introduce gary and robin to the big rab show podcast so welcome to the podcast two quite familiar faces in the piping scene if you don't mind me saying welcome back to robin mckay robin how are you not too bad. Thank you. How are you getting on, Rob? <laughs> the very best, thanks. Uh, but also, uh, well, newcomer to the podcast, Mr. Gary West. How are you, Gary? I'm very well. Thank you for the invitation. You're very welcome. Now, the reason we have you both on the podcast this week is because we want to talk about the Gordon Duncan Memorial Trust. Now, for a lot of folk living internationally may not be aware of what the Memorial Trust is and what they do. But, of course, here in the UK, like we know everything about the trust so gary i'll throw the question to you first of all then can you tell us about the gordon duncan memorial trust how did it all get started yes certainly so um well after gordon died very tragically sadly in 2005 after the the dust settled a wee bit and uh, i know his family were very keen to start something in gordon's name that um I suppose kept his music uh, alive, although that wasn't too hard and that was never going to be too hard. Um, but that gave something back, really, into the traditional music community generally and piping, uh, obviously, as part of that. So um, they got in touch. I, I was a friend of Gordon. I grew up with Gordon. Um, we went to school together. So they, they kind of pulled a wee group of people who knew Gordon um, and we formed the trust and set it all up officially as a charitable trust and so on. Um, and we set about trying to decide what to do. You know, we knew what we wanted to do something that would raise money and um, invest that money back into traditional music and, and piping specifically. Um, so that's what it is, really. And um, so it raises funds through all manner of means, but particularly through Gordon's music. So the publication 
uh, of a, a kind of posthumous CD and then uh, collections of his actual tunes, which had never really been published. Um, and, and those, I suppose, are some of the key um, fundraising uh, efforts. And also, we haven't done one for a while now, but we had about half a dozen big concerts in Perth um, starting in 2007, if I remember correctly, so a couple of years after he died. Um, and then, we, you know, we take donations and, and so on. But all of that money is then reinvested through various ways, and um, it's all about really... Um, well, there's, there's various official um, purposes of the charity. One is to support... Uh, young musicians under the age of 30 um, and that's done through well there's an open grant system that's open all 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 the year round as it were and then um, composition is another thing obviously Gordon was known for being a great composer so encouraging new composition um, and generally supporting excellence I suppose I think that's the word we use in traditional music um, so yeah it's been going However long that is now, that's what fourteen years or so. Is it that long? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So um, and we've we're you know very proud of how much money we've managed to give out and and how many people have, and organisations have been supported through it, uh, all in Gordon's name. Uh, so yeah, that's what the trust does. Yeah, that's fantastic, honestly. And even from my own perspective, I kind of fell in with the trust initially with the National Treasure concerts that you mentioned, because uh, I mem- remember seeing the announcement for the first one on the lineup. I was like, oh my God, that looks amazing. And I really want to go to that. And then every concert after that was just the same. So yeah. those were kind of just to raise funds for the trust and everything then, Gary, yeah. Well, partly, um, partly to raise funds and partly just to kind of uh, have a big annual do where we could celebrate Gordon and his music, you know. And in the end, um, you know, there are expensive things to put on in a big concert hall, although the Perth Concert Hall was excellent in, in you know, giving us uh, meets rates and all the rest of it. Um, and all the artists always, you know, as you said, they were fantastic lineups and very international lineups, and everybody did everything for expenses only, you know. Um, but they, they still didn't make a huge amount of money, so so they, they ended up being more kind of celebratory than than fundraising based. Yeah. Um, but um, which I suppose is why we haven't done one for a while. Although it's maybe it's maybe coming around to time to to do another one. But uh, but there's plenty of other things going you know on the go all the time. Um, yeah. You know, in in Gordon's name. But um, yeah, they they were looking back now. They were they were great nights. They, the first one, I think it was 2007, it was a very emotional night, as as you would imagine, and yeah. very mixed emotions, you know. Um, but, uh, and I have to, I was one of the sort of presenters, compares, and, and I, I was very close to losing it a couple of times, I have to say. Yeah. But, um, you know, everyone was in it together. There was a lot of tears and a lot of laughter that night. And and uh, it was almost uh, it was something we had to do, I think, you know, uh, almost cathartic or... or uh, Whatever you would say, but that you know, typical Scots, you know, you 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 don't let your emotions out. But there was a lot a lot of emotion that night, certainly. Yeah. That's it, and I think for all of the concerts, then thereafter, I think we're all very much of a similar arc. If you know what I mean, like the music was incredible, but emotions were high as well. You know, so yeah. 
yeah, yeah. That's absolutely fantastic and for folk who are interested you can go and look there are little clips of it here and there available online and through the website as well i've spent hours just watching the video clips so, yeah yeah <laughs> there you go yeah. So, yeah, Robin, I want to bring in at this point, you were actually a beneficiary of the Memorial Trust. Do you want to tell us about this and why you reached out to the Trust then for assistance? Yeah, Yeah. so um, I uh, heard about the Trust and I was actually lucky enough to gain a position um, to study abroad at the Cape Breton University in Nova Scotia. Hmm. So, um, as it was abroad and wasn't part of the Erasmus programme, which a lot of universities offer, um, hmm. there is a significant cost to get tuition over there and obviously um, flights and accommodation and like everything, it all adds up and it definitely wasn't cheap. So I was looking around for kind of different funding and ways that I could make the ends meet. So it was, and I knew about the Gordon Duncan Trust because I'm quite close to the Duncan family. And Mm. um, I approached them and uh, submitted an application to study abroad and the reason I wanted to go study abroad is because Cape Breton is, has such a wealth of Scottish culture and music. And it's not just um, it's not just a wee island that loves Scotland. It's they say it's like one of the last surviving roots of what Scottish music was like before it all got standardised and stuff. So it really is such a beautiful place. And there's loads of people that speak well Gaelic, but they call it Gaelic. And um, there's pipes and fiddles and step dancing. And at the time, I was. Uh, um, I was going to the Kelvin Grove Dancers, which is a small step dance group in Scotland that um, really try and push the step dancing tradition. And Cape Breton is pretty much the holy grail for it. So yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's why I wanted to go over there. So with the Gordon Duncan Memorial Trust's help, I managed to go over there and do a semester abroad. And I can honestly say that it was one of the best experiences of my entire life. And I actually met Gary when I was out there. And, oh, right. Um, <laughs> it was over the Celtic Colours Festival, which is like the Celtic connections of like, well, every, like anywhere else in the world pretty much. <laughs> so it was quite an amazing experience. And it was really cool to uh, see Gary and a lot of uh, other familiar faces when I was out there. There you go. So, Gary, you were just out playing, were you? Because you're very much a touring musician, you know. So, is that just what you were at out there? Yeah. Well, I actually I wasn't. I was. Um, I was. It happened. It, it was quite a stroke of luck on my part that I was invited out to the Cape Breton University to do a take part in a conference and give a, a keynote lecture and so on. And um, it just happened to be when Celtic Colours were on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's one of the main reasons I thought, yeah, I'll accept this invitation. That sounds good. And uh, Robin was the perfect host, I have to say. She uh, she looked after us all and um, and took us places and made sure we had um, enough drink and all the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that. I made sure we were we were comfortable everywhere yes, we went. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> so I, I did did play. A, I kind of gate crashed a gig when I was out there. <laughs> <laughs> at Gaelic College, it was um, Shaitan who were playing, Finn Moore and all these guys, who I actually used to play with when they were a bigger eight-piece thing. They're now a sort of quartet. but So I remembered some of the tunes, so I gate-crashed one of their gigs. So I, I, I um, yeah, I did a little bit of playing, but I was, I was mainly lecturing yeah yeah but it sounds like all sorts of crack now to be honest yeah (laughs) it was yeah so robin can i ask then about the whole application process because folk out there who could be listening to this now could be thinking and scratching their heads thinking i could maybe you know use the help of the trust here do you know Uh, so how can folks go about applying 
what is that all process involved? Well, it's simple as going on the website and filling out the application form. It's that's really it. But mm. um, I would recommend saying why you want to go because I don't say not why you want to go, why you're applying, obviously, and how it would benefit you. Because, um, like I said, I couldn't go without the funding to get there, and it really was such an incredible experience, and it was to forward my education as a piper and a musician as a whole it wasn't just to go for a jolly so if that's what you're looking for you're applying for the wrong thing I'm afraid but <laughs> if it's to further your education as a musician or even give you the opportunity for an experience that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do um, and you feel as though that the Gordon Duncan experience would help you as a person and not just not just as a musician as well, but if you feel as though this could benefit you and would also like kind of continue Gordon's um, head, like uh, sorry, I'm losing my words here. Okay, you're <laughs> Gordon's legacy. Yeah. I think that would be really important because while I was over there, I made the most to go to local sessions, and his tunes were played like almost constantly, and that was how I really built a bridge over there with the local musicians. Because every time I played a Gordon Duncan tune, people would join in with me. And as you know, wherever you go, the repertoire at a session is usually a bit different. So I feel as though that would definitely bridge the gap. And I just think it's absolutely incredible how his legacy, and I never actually even got the opportunity to meet Gordon, but he is still helping me and helping loads of other musicians worldwide to connect. And I think that's really special. Oh, for, for sure, Robin, I have to agree. And if anything... Uh... The late, great Gordon Duncan was well-traveled himself, you know, traveling to Brittany, I don't know how many times. Um, and yes, I have to agree, like even here in Northern Ireland, you can't go to a session at all without hearing at least half a dozen Gordon tunes, you know. <laughs> so, Gary, with that being said, you know, you guys are helping musicians in Scotland, and that's the focus, really. But you are helping folk to, you know, branch out and possibly travel with their music as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as I said, and, and as Robin was explaining there, there's the kind of um, the sort of open fund, as it were, where you can just go on the website, find the application form. Uh, it's fairly straightforward. Um, we try and make it, you know, not one of these horrendous application forms that people take one look at and then decide it's not worth it. You know, <laughs> fairly simple, a statement of, of who you are, what you've done. Um, how, how you know what you want the money for, obviously, and a couple of references from you know tutors or or whatever. So we keep it fairly straightforward. And there's a kind of individual one for for specific people, and there's a group one or an organisation one. So we've helped a lot of pipe bands, for example, who who um, you know are looking to uh, get in an extra tutor or run a, a sort of residential weekend or mm-hmm. or what you know or help with uniforms or instruments or whatever um so and then um travel is is obviously a, a thing that people well pre-pandemic at least people were were very keen to do and as you say gordon did a lot of that himself so yeah pe- people at like robin herself who obviously used it to for a major bit of travel or residential uh, time overseas uh, and it's great when people like like robin then feedback you know and and let us know how they get on and give us a a statement or whatever that we can then help to show show the next group of people that that this is there because it is you know there's i suppose we live in an information age when there's a huge information overload and sometimes just getting the message out that this exists is is quite tricky you know um and um 
I think we're I think we're more switched on now. We've kind of got someone who's much better at helping out with the social media side of things and so on. Yeah, a young person, um, <laughs> and uh, so I think you know the message is getting out there. Although having said that, we've no shortage of people uh, asking. And then over, through through the pandemic, um, we realised quite early on that a lot of musicians, like other self-employed people, were going to be really struggling. That that all their higher income. Uh, would would just be shut off, you know, overnight almost. So we were keen to, to help with that specifically. So we set up a thing called the, well, 2020, last year now, 2021 Performance Awards. So basically people can apply uh, and the deal is that they record themselves, video themselves playing a Gordon Duncan tune or if they're a singer, <laughs> just singing something. Um, and... Um, we give them money, basically. So it's like a quick mini gig, and then we put that video up on our website. Um, and it, we felt that people seem to like that rather than just applying for a sort of hardship fund, you know. Um, so people preferred to have to do something for it rather than just give us money. Um, so that we came up with that as a sort of, you know, pretty simple, short, quick thing that people can do. Um, so if if people want to go on the website and see some of these videos, we've had some fantastic stuff. And by no means, I mean, I shouldn't stress enough, I can't stress enough that this isn't just about piping. Because Gordon, of yeah, course, yeah. his influence went far beyond that. So we've got people playing saxophone and fiddle and singing. And it's it's quite a, quite a uh, mixed um, genre of of uh, stuff we've got in, but all all very very good and uh, so yeah, that's that's been something we've been able to do, you know, during the the hardships of yeah. of the lockdown. Which you know, nice. yeah. I would really recommend people to check the website. I know we've mentioned it a bunch of times, but there's so much information on there, Gary, and the performance videos themselves, like you just mentioned, like last night as I was kind of doing a, a wee bit of research and stuff on the trust. I ended up, I just spent hours watching these videos instead of yeah. reading all the information and doing what I should have been doing. You know? <laughs> but yeah, so it's gordonduncan.co.uk and there's a shop on there as well. We can get tons of yeah. merch and stuff and the t-shirts are sweet, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go and check that out. gordonduncan.co.uk for all of the information and stuff. So Gary, I've got a few more questions and for Robin, for yourself as well, uh, before I let you guys go. Uh, mm -hmm. Can I first of all ask, Gary, about the Gordon Duncan Memorial Competition that is normally held each year for solo pipers? I think the last time it was held in 2019 as part of Piping Live. Um, yeah. Is there any plans for this incoming year? Yeah, yeah. The plan at the moment is uh, for that to go ahead. So as, as people may well know, the plan for Piping Live this year is to... Uh, go ahead as far as possible. Um, everything or most stuff in the piping centre, National Piping Centre in Glasgow, mm -hmm. for it to be live streamed. Uh, and if there's a live audience in the room allowed, then so much the better, sort of thing, you know. So, yeah. so they're kind of covering all bases. So certainly on the second Sunday, which is what is that, the fifteenth of August, I think, um, the the Gordon Duncan Memorial Competition will take place. Um, and the idea for that competition, so you mentioned Lorient, Brittany earlier there, Rab. So, yeah, um, yeah the, Gordon was a, a great fan of Brittany and they were, they're always a great fan of his. Mm -hmm. So um, 
I remember the first time we went was 1980 with the Vale of Athol. And I think we went back in 81. And then we were regular visitors either to, to Saint-Malo uh, or to the Lorient Festival or both in Camp Hare as well. And um, Gordon really took to it and they really took to his music. So um, the, the the competition there that's held at Lorient each year um, involves Breton players, Irish players and Scottish players. And they all have to play repertoire from each, each tradition. Yeah. Um, so that that's the kind of model that's been borrowed for the Gordon uh, Memorial Competition in in Glasgow, um, and I think uh, I think the plans are still um, being worked out at the moment. But I think they're hoping to keep that international uh, side of things this year, uh, you know, uh, remotely as it were, mm. so that it might not be that all the competitors are actually in the in the room. Uh, I think we're still working out the logistics, or Finlay, Finlay McDonald's still working out the logistics with Ian, Ian Duncan about that. So, but yes, it, it's certainly scheduled to go ahead in in some form or other. So, which is great. Fantastic. Great yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Then, in that case, Robin, can I ask then about yourself and your own plan now that you're back home again and you've stopped jet setting around the world? Uh, will we see you back on stage anytime soon, Robin? Well, if there's a stage that'll take me, I'll go on it. That's definitely for sure. Great answer. <laughs> like Gary said, it's a bit different at the moment. So um, I think the next time that we'll be on stage will be a while away. And if it, if it is, there won't be much of an audience, like you said. Yeah. Uh, but there are some things in the pipeworks, which I'm, oh, excuse the pun, um, that will be going ahead. And um, I've been invited to do some really cool gigs that, well, one of them's actually a cruise in, Feb- in uh, August, sorry, that's travelling. So wow. um, as that's the, probably the next time that I'll get on on a stage of some form. We, so we'll see how that goes. But, that sounds like fun, a cruise. Oh, my word. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I think it's the first, it's a launch of a new liner and it's just going around the UK without stopping. So it's, I've never been on a cruise before, so we'll see if I'm seasick or not. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll keep you updated on how that one goes. But um, yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah. So I think if anything goes ahead shortly, then the better, the sooner the better, in my opinion. That's it indeed. Have you any plans then to lift the pipes with another band anytime soon or anything like another that competitively? Come on. <laughs> yeah, See, that's I'm not it. going anywhere anytime soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as soon as um, as soon as the season opens up again and uh, and the tools are having the practices going again, I'll be there as soon as I can. All flights permitting and yeah, that's yeah, it COVID permitting. So, Gary, that brings me on to my last couple of questions. And with the pandemic, we just heard there that it's having an effect for all musicians, I suppose. And I'm sure you guys at the Memorial Trust, you were talking about how you've been helping musicians through the pandemic. Now that we're hopefully coming out of it, what does the future hold for the Memorial Trust then? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I think it's just always trying to keep an eye on what's needed, you know. Um, And, you know, because obviously people's needs change from time to time. So, for example, it might well be that a lot of uh, people are not able to travel uh, as much um, in the near future or who knows how that's going to go in the longer term. So maybe a lot of the money that goes on travel might go on something else, you know. Um, So it's, it's, you know, I think it's uh, as a funder, um, it's you've got to try and just keep an eye on what's needed and not just... Um, although, because we have a fairly open process, 
um, people can apply for whatever it is they want, then that's that's kind of need led anyway. You know, p- people will say, yeah. "Well, I'm not travelling, but I'd love some money to do this." Or uh, who knows? You know, upgrade my my camera because I'm doing a lot of online gigs or my microphones yeah, or, or yeah, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. um, so um, and, and I think we're we're discovering that you know that we as we suspected, there's no need to keep Gordon's music alive because it's out there and it always will be. I think that's that's not a, an issue at all. Um, and now that most of his tunes that were... I mean, Ian, I think, is still finding, you know, tunes scribbled on backs of envelopes and, and stuff like that that Gordon's <laughs> written at some point. But yeah. most of his tunes certainly are now out there. Um and um, so, yeah, it's just a case of, I suppose, keeping keeping thinking about how we can raise money and then, indeed, how best to spend it. And um, we've, we've, I think, coming up at Piping Live, probably at the Garden Memorial Competition, we're hoping we'll have an announcement of um, having reached quite a big milestone about how much money we've actually given out. But oh, um, wow. Uh, so, which which is a lot, you know, many 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 thousands of pounds, and and um, so yeah, it's it's um, we've, you know, I suppose there's always the question what what um, what should be the main focus, and I, I, personally, I think another big concert would be great, especially given what we've been through without you know with a lack of live music um, of over the last whatever fifteen sixteen months, so. Maybe working towards another big splash concert at some point would be great. Yeah, there you go. That, that could be a stage for you, Robin. There you go. Well, I'll wait for Monday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I have to say that we obviously had the news this past year of the sad passing of Jock, uh, Jock Duncan, and yourself, Gary. You were involved in helping bring a bit of a book together uh, that Jock yeah. was heavily involved in, called Jock's Jocks. Which is a great title. Uh, can you yeah. tell us about this? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, Jock Duncan. So, just in case anyone doesn't know, this is Gordon Duncan and Ian Duncan's father. Yeah. And Jock was a great uh, singer, a great traditional singer from the northeast of Scotland. He moved the family down to Pitlochry, where I'm from, and where Gordon grew up uh, in the 1960s. So, I I grew up just always knowing Jock Duncan. He was just always there. Uh, and obviously Ian taught me from quite an early age and I grew up with Gordon. So it's a family I've I've known. I don't remember not knowing them, really. Um, and I knew Jock was an amazing character and I knew he was a singer and a great singer. But what I didn't know, and nobody knew really, was that um, he had spent well over 50 years collecting the memories of First World War veterans of Scottish soldiers, mainly the North East where he came from, so mainly Gordon Highlanders, but also Black Watch. And I think it was 16 regiments actually represented in the 59 men he interviewed. Um, and he started as a boy, really, um, in his teens and was still interviewing in the 1980s. And he sat and transcribed every single word in the language they spoke. So he's done it in dialect. Yeah. Um, and he, he, you know, it was a lifetime's work almost. And I remember very specifically, I was at the Glenfiddich Championship covering it for the BBC, maybe I'd say five, six years ago. And Ian said, oh, my dad said he wanted you to have a copy of this. And it was a big envo- fat envelope <laughs> full of um, typescript. Yeah. And I just opened it out, up 
uh, and I was just hooked. The very first thing I read, I just opened it randomly, and there was this old boy um, uh, saying, I, in, 19, in 1914, we went out to meet the Germans in no man's land. Christmas Day 1914. We got on great. We swapped presents and fags. I gave a lad a tin of McConaughey's, which was the British Army soup or stew, oh, and he gave me a brune loaf, but I didn't <laughs> care for it. <laughs> um, and then both sides took the opportunity to bury all the dead bodies. You know, it was like this, this stuff you've seen in films, the truth, yeah. the... Um, this, you know, Jock had all of this and so much more. So um, I made it my my mission to try and help get it published. So I did some editing, found some publishers. I wrote an introduction and so on. But it was all there. Jock had done it all. Yeah. Um, and so we got the book out. Um, where are we now? Uh, two years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, so Jock's being the the kind of universal name for the Scottish soldier. Um, yeah, I was I was pleased when I woke up one night, thought, Jocks, Jocks, that's the name. It's got to be the name. And that's stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I was delighted that um, Jock lived a lot. You know, obviously Jock was, well, he was 95 when he died, and he was over 90 when I first started that project. So, you know, I always knew, well, I've got, I must get this done before... <laughs> before Jock passes on. Um, and we made it by a few months, I suppose, or a year or whatever. So he was, he was able to see it. And um, I also wrote a little play, a musical play about it, um, which we were touring around Scotland a little bit before the, the lockdown, um, also called Jock's Jock's, which is basically just a chance for four guys to sit around a table, drink whiskey and read out the stories. You know, when I say I play and sing some songs and play some tunes, so um, it's good, nice work if you can get it. But <laughs> I was going to say, I was actually listening to it on SoundCloud. It's available on SoundCloud. Aye, and it, it yeah. just sounds like the best crack. You're all just sitting around drinking. So I will have a song, lads, right? <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. It is good crack. It is good crack, I have to say. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. of course, for all of this, the entire discussion, it's all under the umbrella of the Gordon Duncan Memorial Trust website. And that's where we're going to want to direct folks to it. GordonDuncan.co.uk, that's where you go. It's where all your information's up there. And if you have any questions at all, of course, you can send them in to us here in the Rab Show, and we'll do our best to kind of direct you. Um, so, guys, I have to say, both to Robin and Gary, Thank you both so much for joining us here on the podcast. And uh, yeah, we wish you every success for the future. Yeah. Thanks for having us. All the best. Thank you. Cheers. Wow. Huge thank you to Robin and to Gary for both taking time to chat to us here on the Big Rab Show. It's brilliant to find out about such an awesome, awesome organisation. And guys, seriously, if you are interested in applying at all, or even if you're just nosy about what information is held on the Gordon Duncan website, go and have a look at it now. GordonDuncan.co.uk uh, for all information and stuff, including your applications and you know previous beneficiaries, things like that. All the info is up there. It's quite an incredible website. There you go. So hopefully this is not the last. We'll have Robin and, of course, Gary on the show. Hopefully we'll get them back on a future Big Rab show uh, because there's tons more we could have talked about, of course. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure we will tackle that in a future episode of the podcast. Indeed. So there you go. That's it for this week's Topic of the Week. Hope you guys managed to enjoy that. Quite an, an interesting topic, actually, chatting all about the amazing trust and everything. So it's fantastic. So, yes, like I said, if you haven't already, please do consider hitting that subscribe button. So no matter where you're listening to us right now, you will get a notification to let us know 
I'll let you know that we've uploaded another one. Don't forget as well, we also have a Patreon. So if you like what you hear here in the podcast, we also have tons more stuff over there on our Patreon, including exclusive episodes of Big Rab Show Plus, yeah, which are only for Patreon subs. Plus we have our weekly Fuse FM Bottom Money radio show which is two hours of live radio, which is available only to our Patreon folks. So you get that in your pocket for free every week. Two hours worth of live piping. Awesome stuff. So there you go. Go and check that out. It's all available now on our Patreon page. Yeah. All right, guys. That is it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you so much for downloading this week. And for each and every week, we do our best to try and capture everything in the piping scene and i'm sure there's something we have missed and if there is then please do email us bigrabshow at gmail.com or of course you can reach us on our weekly drone which is bigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone where you can yeah you can let us have it completely anonymously (laughs) so there you go send in your weekly drones your thoughts and feelings on your emails and we'd always love to hear from you so there you are get them into us okay guys We are out the door. Thank you again. And we will hopefully see you. What do you mean hopefully? We will be. We'll be back again next week for another Big Rab Show podcast. So until then, stay safe. Take care. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>